thank the Lord for a generation for tonight. Today being Father's Day, we honor all the fathers in the house. Hallelujah. All the men in the house. God bless you for your selfless sacrifice in being examples of faith to your families. Hallelujah. God bless you all. And for our brethren whose husbands are not part of us, we wish your husbands to a happy Father's Day and pray that God will strengthen each one of us fathers to rise up in this generation and leave a true legacy of faith, which is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. To Amen. raise the generation to follow after Christ. Amen and amen. To stand for the gospel and be able to defend it. Hallelujah. We are praying that God through you will raise a godly seed. Hallelujah. That will stand and unashamedly and without any reservation proclaim the truth of God and bear witness to it with great power, signs and wonders following. Amen and amen. This is the role of a father in the faith. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian man, you are called to be indeed a father. Hallelujah. And grace is available for us in order to accomplish this task. Amen and amen. And dear ladies, we want to say thank you also for supporting us, uh, for holding us down, as they will say, for praying for us. There is no greater blessing a wife or a woman can give a man than to pray for him. Hallelujah. And I would want to encourage you to continue unrelenting in your prayers unceasingly for your husbands. Hallelujah. Pray for them. Amen and amen. If you have not committed yourself to unceasing prayer for your husband, I want to encourage you today to do so. Grace is released unto you to be able to do that. Hallelujah. Grace is released for you to be able to do that. You would, you would cease competing with him if you have been doing that. And rather, you'll be complimenting him as God desires of both of you. Amen and amen. This is very important. We give God praise and we give God glory, though, uh, for his goodness and his mercy toward us. You see, the great blessing we have in Christ Jesus now is that we are able to call God the supreme potentate of the universe. Mm. The one who referred to himself as I am that I am, that is the eternal one, the self-existent one. We now in Christ have the awesome privilege of being able to call him Father, not just in name only, but in reality, because John 1, 12 says, but as many as received him, then he gave the power to become sons of God, people not born of flesh and blood, but people born of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We the seed of God in Christ. And so we, not, we don't just merely refer to him as our God, but we refer to him as Father. That means that he is no longer an abstract being with whom we cannot have any kind of fellowship, but he is indeed an intimate person in our lives. Amen and amen. 
He is someone to whom we share deep fellowship, deep communion, koinonia, hallelujah. We know him as he knows us. Amen and amen. This is a great blessing that we have received in Christ Jesus. And every believer will do well to take advantage of this blessing. This is what Christianity is. Far from religion. Far from a list of regulations of do's and don'ts, Christianity is life with the Father. Jesus offered that to all men everywhere, irrespective of their ethnic affiliations and their backgrounds and their societal status, financial status, irrespective of who they are, their gender. God offers all men in Christ fellowship. The Bible says that to wait that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. What was the purpose of that reconciliation? Fellowship. The Bible says that God be praised who has called us into the fellowship of his son. So that as God loved Christ, so has he loved us. And as God had fellowship with Christ, or as Christ had fellowship with the Father, so have we also received that great privilege to have fellowship with the Father. Amen and amen. Yeah. So the God of Father is the God who is the supreme potentate of the world, the I am that I am, the creator of the universe, the one who revealed himself to the patriarchs of old and was known as the God of Isaac, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one who revealed himself to the patriarchs as El Shaddai, revealed himself to Moses as Jehovah, hallelujah, and showed himself by many infallible proofs to the children of Israel, and ultimately revealed himself in the person of his son Jesus, whom he sent to be the propitiation of our sins. This is the God we are talking about, hallelujah. He is the one whom we call Father meaning that he is our source. We are his seed. We came out of his stock. The Bible says that look to the rock from which you were hewn. We've been hewn out of the rock of ages. Hallelujah. So the Bible also speaks of us as living stones being built up into a spiritual habitation for the Lord. The chief cornerstone himself being Jesus Christ. We are as much Sons of God as Jesus was and is the Son of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that because we are sons, he has sent the spirit of his son into us by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. This is the great blessing that we have in Christ. In Christ, our spirits are awakened to the fatherhood of God. Amen and amen. That means that uh, his nature is in us now. We take after him. All that he is, he's poured into us too. The Bible says concerning us that as he is, so are we in this world. We take after our father. Hallelujah. And in today's lesson, we are going to see these elements in there. Amen and amen. I thank God truly for your life. And that is why today being Father's Day, um, I'm especially touched that 
I would want to encourage us all to continue to pray for fathers. There is this sinister plan of the enemy to sideline fathers and to make them seem unimportant. But in the faith, we know better because we carry the wisdom of God. Listen, the wisdom of the world is not the wisdom of God. The world may seem like that or the world may want to go that way. But not so for us, the children of God, because for us, we carry the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And I would want to encourage you, to you, ladies on the line, pray for your husbands. Pray for them as fathers. Listen, pray for them. Pray for them as fathers. A woman can never be a father. It's not possible. Hallelujah. God intended men to be fathers. That is a set order. And because he said it that way, there are things that only fathers can release. Hallelujah. That is why I encourage you to pray for the men that they would indeed rise and stand as fathers. And if you're a man on the line, I want to speak to your spirit, man. Rise up and take your place as a father. Hallelujah. This generation is waiting on you. You need to raise together with your wife. Hallelujah. The next generation of godly seed who will stand and proclaim the truth of God. Hallelujah to the generations to come. Amen and amen. We give God praise. Turn with me your Bible to John chapter number 14 verse 1. Hallelujah. There, 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 there are some things in the spirit we need to release. Listen, do you know that it is only fathers that proclaim the blessing? Hallelujah. Shadabakoyas. When you are cut off from a father, you are cut off from the blessing. Amen and amen. When the prodigal son came back to the house, listen to what the father said to him. He says, son, all that I have is thine. All that I have is thine. The blessing flows through the father. Why am, I, why am I hitting this area very strongly? It is because, you see, when God comes to a house, he holds the father accountable. Amen and amen. And that is why as men, we need to rise up and indeed be fathers. Hallelujah. You're not just a father because you gave birth. It is a spiritual functioning role you operate in. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. John chapter number 14, if you will, please, brethren. John chapter number 14. The world is trying to make men very effeminate. <laughs> Uh, but we cast that out in the name of Jesus. John chapter number 14, verse 1. We are going through John chapter number 14. We are going to learn a few things there. And I believe strongly it is not only going to inform your faith, but it's also going to reveal to you the wisdom of God for your walk of faith. I was with the elders earlier on in prayer and worship, and it dawned on my heart I was sharing with them. You know, sometimes our faith walk can become very mechanical where we know what to say. You understand? Even when we go in prayer, we know what to say, we know what to do, so we do them. And it becomes so mechanical, you know, and routine. The routine is good. It's very good. You need spiritual routines in your life. Hallelujah. But when they become mechanical and you begin to lose the essence of what you are actually doing, then there's a problem. Amen and amen. 
The reason we do the things we do, we study the word, we pray and all those things, is because of fellowship, to know God intimately and walk with him as a son walks with his father. I'm using the word son here in the generic sense. Hallelujah. It includes all of us in Christ Jesus. So we, we must not lose the essence for which we do the things that we do. Amen and amen. God must not only be a resort we come to when we are in need of things. He's much more than that. Mm. Hallelujah. He's much more than that. He, he, he's there for fellowship. Koinonia. And we'll see that here. Anyway, let, let me not go ahead of myself. John chapter number 14, verse 1. Reading here. Uh, the Bible says, Jesus speaking. He said, let not your heart be troubled. He's speaking to the disciples. He called 12 men who became his disciples and later apostles who proclaimed the gospel after he, he ascended to glory. He was speaking to them. This was before his passion, just before he went to the cross. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, let not your heart be troubled. I love it when I read things like this. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. You see, the thing that the people in Jesus' day were struggling with was whether Christ was indeed the Messiah. That is why Jesus asked them one time, who do, you, who do men say that I am? And they began to say something that you are Elijah, some, some think you are Moses, some think you are one of the prophets risen from the dead. And then Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? Who do you rather think that I am? And then Peter bled out by revelation. He says that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. So Jesus yeah. is saying, indeed know that I am the Christ. Then just as you believe in God, the Jews all their life believe in God. Even the Pharisees, they had the Torah, they understood the, the scriptures, they believed in God. But their trouble was believing in whom he had sent. That is Jesus the Christ. So Jesus is saying, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Hallelujah. Then listen to what he says. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now listen, this was just before Jesus' passion. So he's speaking to them of something he's about to do. A work he's about to accomplish, which will unveil the blessings of glory upon them. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. The word house there comes from the Greek word oikia. It means residence or abode. It is the same word used for a physical building. But in the context it is used here, it is used figuratively to imply family. Hallelujah. Or home. In my father's home, that is, in my father's family, are many mansions. Don't read mansions and start thinking of bricks and mortar. Amen and amen. That is a very, um, the transliteration here did injustice to it. Hallelujah. Because it actually means staying, abode, a place, a room. Amen and amen. In my father's home, in my father's family, are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What was Jesus talking about? He was talking about preparing a place in the family of God for all who would afterward come to believe in him. So listen to what he says in verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive hmm. you 
myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Now we are going to read further and see where he was going and the kind of place he was going to prepare. He says, if I go to a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And he says, whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. He says, where I am going, that is, my father's house that I'm going to, ye know. And the way to go there, ye know. Now when they heard this, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know whether thou, whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? Then listen to Jesus, what Jesus responded to. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What was Jesus trying to say? The place I am going to, to prepare a place for you, is the Father. I'm going to the Father. Hallelujah. Mm. The way to the Father is me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That is why I keep emphasizing this. That far from Christianity being about going to a place, we grow up all our lives and we are taught that the sum of Christianity is going to heaven. And that is what everybody thinks about. There is indeed truth in that. Hallelujah. But Christianity is not about going to heaven. Christianity is about coming to the Father through Jesus, the Son. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. Jesus is the way to the Father, not heaven. He is the way to the Father, not heaven. That means that your faith is about a person, not a place. Hallelujah. The place will come later. The, 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 the fundamental import of our faith is that we have fellowship with a person called the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Jesus amen. is in a way, a spiritual way to the Father. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. This is the place Jesus was going to. Hallelujah. And wherever the presence of the Father is, that is where heaven is. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father. And from henceforth ye know him, and I've seen him. And listen to what Philip said in verse 9, in verse 8. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. This question Philip asked is the number one question of the entire nation of Israel at that time. He says, show us the Father, and it sufficed us. They had seen the act of God throughout their lives. The patriarchs of old had seen the act of God, the children of Israel in the wilderness and going into Canaan. They had seen the act of God, the works of God. God had led them by a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. They had seen all that. Hallelujah. They had seen such manifestations of God in miracles and wonders and power, great demonstrations of power but they had not seen God himself. And all they desired to do was to see God. When Jesus came, he said, no man had seen God at any time. Mm. Who is in the bosom of the Father? He had declared him. So the patriarchs of all, they saw that they saw all these manifestations of God in a pillar of cloud by day, in a pillar of fire by night. They saw his manifestations in the miracles that, that he wrought by the hands of of, of, of those he called the prophets of old. Yet they had not seen God, neither seen his form. Hallelujah. 
and they wanted to see, they wanted to know. And that was the question Philip asked. And listen to the answer Jesus gave. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me? Philip, he that has seen me, hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Listen. Jesus was telling them, I am the manifestation of the Father in flesh. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This Word became flesh, tabernacled amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was the visible one of the invincible God, because God is the Father of spirits. He is spirit. The Bible says that God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He is spirit. You can't spirit physically. But Jesus came as the physical manifestation of God. So the Bible says in, in First uh, Timothy, the Bible says that great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in flesh. This is part of the creed of our faith, that God was manifest in flesh. Seen by angels, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, that was the first time the angels in glory ever saw the manifestation of God in, in flesh. Always, they will see the works of the word. Before Jesus came, he was not Jesus, he was the word. Hallelujah. But the word became flesh. Amen and amen. Tabernacle among did the word come to do? He came to show us the way to the Father. And what way is that he himself is the way? So in showing the way, he was showing himself. He indeed is the way. Hallelujah. That is why as many as received him, to mm -hmm. them he gave power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. The day we got born again, we got born again into the very presence of the Father. So Jesus, by his death and resurrection, prepared a place in the Father's family for us. So we that believe Jesus brings us into the family and he has room for us there. There is room for every living soul on this planet in the Father's family. Hallelujah. Father's family has room. Father's home has room for every living soul. That is why we preach the gospel. That by believing the gospel, men shall come and take their place in Father's house. Hallelujah. The Bible says that of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth are named. There's room for everyone in the, in the Father's house. Hallelujah. Jesus prepares for us. And the Bible says that he has taken us with him. The Bible says, in bringing many sons into glory, he made the captain of our church perfect through sufferings. Jesus has brought us into that glory when we believed. He has brought us into the Father's house. The Bible says that we have been raised together with him and made to sit together with him in heavenly places at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. A place which is far above all principality and power and dominion. Hallelujah. We are with him now. 
He says that where I am, there you may be also. Where is Jesus now? He's seated in the place of authority. And we are seated with him and in him. Hallelujah. We are with him now. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen and amen. Our faith is about being with the Father. The Bible says that his shed blood has made a new and living way into the Holy of Holies. What is in the Holy of Holies? The presence of God. Father. The blood made a new and living way into the Holy of Holies. When you come by that living way, who are you coming to? The Father. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Listen, our faith is about fellowship. Our faith is about what? Fellowship. Let's look at, let's continue this. Then Jesus continues and says, Believe, believe thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he doeth the works. Hallelujah. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he also do, and great and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if she shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. What a glorious truth. Listen to this. Jesus is saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, that shall he do, and greater than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Before he said it, he said, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe for the very work's sake, because the Father who dwells in me, it is he that does the works. The Father dwelt in the Son by the Spirit, and by the Spirit's presence and power, Jesus did the works that he did here on the earth. And Jesus is saying that those who believe in him, that same works he did here on the earth, they shall do. How is that possible? Because they would also receive the same spirit by which he wrought those works. That same Holy Spirit by which Jesus wrought those works, we have also received. Hallelujah. Therefore, we can do the same work. As a matter of truth, the way you identify a believer is that he does the works of Christ. Anybody who does not do the works of Christ is not a believer. That's why he says that and these signs shall follow them that believe. He's simply giving you signs by which you can tell those who are believers and those who are not. He says, in my name, they'll cast out devils. Because when Jesus came, he cast out with devils. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all them that were sick and oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. All them that believe in Jesus cast out devils. Amen and amen. Amen. The same spirit by which Christ cast out devils dwells in you too. That is part of the works of Jesus. Jesus cast out devils. He healed the sick. He preached. He prophesied. Hallelujah. And he taught. These are the works of Jesus. He manifested the Father unto the people. Hallelujah. These are the works of Jesus. Amen and amen. These are the same works those who believe in Christ 
Listen, it's not like you force yourself to do that. By the time a man believes in Christ and receives that same spirit, it is the spirit that he has received that would work these works in him. Hallelujah. Unless you have not received the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that he that has not the spirit of God is none of his. He that has not the spirit of Christ is none of his. If you have the spirit, you will do the works of Christ. The spirit produces the works of Christ. What are these works? Casting out devils, preaching, teaching, bearing witness to the truth. Hallelujah. Healing the sick. Amen and amen. Demonstrating the love of God to all men. Hallelujah. These are the works of Christ. You will do the same. You will do the same. This is how we are identified as sons of God. This is how we are identified as followers of Christ or people who have believed in Christ. That is what Jesus said. He says, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, that shall he do. Not different. We don't do the works of the devil. Hallelujah. What are some of the works of the devil? You love those who love you and you hate those who hate you. Hallelujah. <laughs> those are works of the devil. Amen and amen. They are works of the flesh. The Bible says that God causes the rain to, uh, to fall upon the, the righteous and the unrighteous. He causes the sun to shine upon the righteous and the unrighteous. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. He says that of what benefit it is, if, is it to you if you love only those who love you and hate those who hate you? The, the people of the world do that. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, I say unto you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Amen and amen. If we believe in Jesus, we will do the works of Jesus. That is, we will love as he loves. Amen. We will love as he loves. We will give second chances to men. Do you know the justice of God? The justice of God is to give second chance to men. Because somebody has paid a price. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are not getting into that tonight. Amen and amen. So, the believer does the works of the Father. The believer does what does the works of Christ. That is how you know he's a believer. And then Jesus goes on to promise the Holy Ghost. Look at verse 15. He says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may, he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seared him not. Neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. What was Jesus talking about? The spirit of truth was working in Christ. Amen and amen. When Jesus was working with them, he was their comforter. But the day was going to come, he would be taken away from them. And the spirit of Christ, which is the spirit of truth, will come upon the believers. Amen and amen. As has come upon us now. So Jesus says, you know him because he dwells with you and shall be in you. Jesus was with them physically, but a time was going to come. Jesus will be in them by the Spirit. And in the same way, Jesus is in us by the Spirit. It is a greater point of communion and fellowship. He is not only with us, he is in us. Hallelujah. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. The Bible says, for we have not received the Spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit who is of God. Hallelujah. This is not the spirit of bondage. It is not the spirit unto fear. Hallelujah. 
it is the spirit of liberty, freedom. Amen and amen. In Christ, the spirit that enables you to do the works of Christ. Hallelujah. When you have the spirit of the world in you, like we all did before we got born again, we do the works of the world. We do the works of the flesh. But he that comes to believe in Christ and receives the spirit of God does the works of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Then look at this promise from Jesus. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. When did Jesus come to them? He came to them on the day of Pentecost in the person of the Holy Ghost. And since then, he has been with us. You and I that received, that received Christ Jesus, we have also received this comforter. Hallelujah. The comforter is with us. Jesus is ever present in his church. He is with us individually and corporately as a church. He is with us as the great comforter in the person of the spirit. We are not comfortless. We have the comforter with us. That means that we are not helpless. We have great help in the person of the spirit. Hallelujah. Mandola bakashaya. Amen and amen. The paraclete paraclet has come. That means that the helper is here. Hallelujah. The one by whom we can gain the advantage in every situation in our lives is here with us. Listen to what Jesus said after. He says, yet a little while and the world sees me no more. When was that? That was when he died. But ye shall see me because I live, ye shall live also. Hallelujah. At that mm -hmm. day, shall know that I am in my Father and ye are in me and I in you. When is that day? The day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came. And he dwelt them. The Bible says they were all filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then they knew that Jesus is in the Father. And we are in him and he is in us. Hallelujah. What a fellowship. What a fellowship. Hallelujah. Christianity is much more than religion. It is intimate fellowship with the Father. He dwells in you. You dwell in him. You are sharing in a communion with the Father. It goes beyond rules and regulations. It goes beyond do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. It is a real koinonia, hallelujah, a participation in the nature of who God is, hallelujah. Now look at this. In verse 21, then he says, He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. He that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Hallelujah. Do you see it? He that, he that had my commandments, and keep it them. He it is that loves me. Jesus is telling us, listen, there is no need. This is how you will know those who love me. That is those who have my commandments and keep them. John 15, 9, Jesus said, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. And then he says, continue ye in my love. How do we continue in the love of Christ? In verse 10, it says, If ye keep my commandment, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept the Father's commandment and abide in his love. How did Jesus continue in the love of the Father? By keeping his commandments. How do we also abide in the love of Christ or continue in the love of Christ? By keeping his commandments. And what is the commandment of Christ? Is it the Ten Commandments? No. 
He abolished that command, those commandments. He nailed it on the cross. Is it the 613 laws, the Mosaic laws? No. The Bible says that the law with its ordinances, he nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. So what is this commandment? John 13, 34. It says, a new commandment I give you. Just one command. The, new, the commandment of Christ is only one. He says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Brethren, this is the commandment of Christ. If you have this commandment and you keep this commandment, Jesus says, you love him. Hallelujah. How do we prove our love for Christ? By loving one another as he has loved us. We don't love as we love ourselves. That was the old covenant. Hallelujah. That was the old covenant. We love as Christ loved us. We treat men as Christ treated us. As God has treated us in Christ. That is how we treat men. Amen. And amen. That's why until you encounter the love of Christ, you cannot love others. Your reference point as a believer is the love of Christ for you. God's love for you in Christ, that is your reference point. Amen and amen. Your reference point is not how you love yourself. So you don't say, well, this thing I, I don't even do for myself. How can I do for somebody else? No. As long as Christ has done for you, you can do for others too, the same way. Amen and amen. So, you see, the New Testament, that is why if you study the epistles very well, the emphasis is to know the love of God, to know the depth, the breadth, the height, the length of the love of God, to understand the love of God, to know God's love. That is the whole, the, the essence of our study of Scripture, to know God's love so that we can walk in that love, manifest that love. The Bible says that we know we are passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Loving the brethren is the proof that we have indeed passed from death to life. To pass from death to life means to be born again. To be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the sun. And all those who have gone through that transition, their new nature is that they love their brethren. That's what the Bible says. Love one another with intense love. Fierce love. Oh, there's nothing like each man for himself, God for us all. Take that thing out of your mind. Hallelujah. Don't let the world condition you on how to live your life. Let the word of truth condition you on how to live your life. Jesus says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. If you don't know Christ's love, you cannot manifest it to others. Amen and amen. Amen. Now I want to show you something. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, greater love had no man than he that lays down his life for his friends. Greater love had no man than he that lays his life down for his friends. But Jesus did not lay down his life for his friends. We were not his friends when he laid his life down. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. So if greater love has no man than he that lays down his life for his friends, then what love is this that lays down his life for his enemies? For sinners? It is the greatest love of all. Hallelujah. You've not been called to a greater love. 
you've been called to the greatest love of all. That is why John just blurted out his, his redeemed consciousness could not just handle it. He said, what manner of love is this? Is this that we that were once not a people should now be called the people of God? We that were once afar off have been brought nigh. He says, what manner of love is this that we should be called the sons of God? We vow sinners. We that had wronged God have now become the sons of God. What manner of love is this? Because he was there when Jesus said, greater love had no man than he that lays down his life for his friends. But this love is beyond that. Hallelujah. Shadabakahaya. This is what we have been called to. It, it, it transcends. And you can't walk in this love without the Holy Ghost. That's why the Bible says he has shared his love abroad in our hearts by the Spirit. It takes the Spirit. Your walk of faith is a product of the Holy Spirit in your life. Without the Spirit, you can't live this life in Christ. You cannot. That is why he gives you the Spirit. So that you can live in his nature. You can walk in his nature. You can walk in his love. Hallelujah. The Christian life is powered by the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. It's powered by the Holy Ghost. It's not powered by our psychological understanding. Amen and amen. It is not powered by our own intuitions. It's powered by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. That is why you ought to yield and submit yourself to the Spirit. Hallelujah. This is the command we have in Christ. It's only one command. To love as he had loved us. And then listen to this. He says, he that loved me, he that loved me, he that loved me not, keepeth not my sins. And the word which he hear is not mine, but the, but the Father which sent me. Jesus is simply saying, those who won't keep my word. And what is his word? His command, the command he has given us to love one another. He says, you don't love him. Hallelujah. So it's not, to love God is not in singing. I love you, Lord. We are rolling on the floor and all that. It's nice. But to love God is to love his people. Is to continue in his love by demonstrating his love to one another. That is the proof of our love for God. It's not in singing and raising your hands and rolling on the floor and crying. You can do all that and come out and still hit your brother in your heart. Hallelujah. And Jesus equated hitting your brother too with mother. Amen and amen. Less indeed love. Hallelujah. Listen to this. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, being here present with you. He said, By the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father shall send in my name, he will teach you all things and will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Hallelujah. This is the role of the Spirit in our lives. He will teach us all things. He will teach us on how to love as Christ loves because he is the Spirit of truth. Let the Holy Spirit be your teacher. How does the Spirit teach you? He teaches you from the Word of God. Amen and amen. Don't let the world instruct you in the way to go. Let the Holy Spirit by the word instruct you in the way to go. Listen to the Jesus. The peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. That is why the believer must not fret. The believer must never be anxious. The believer must not be troubled in any way. It doesn't matter the chaos that is going on around. We have peace 
from our Lord Jesus Christ. That keeps our hearts settled in his love. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And it says, ye have heard how I have said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it come to pass, ye might believe. Hallelujah. He was speaking of his death and resurrection and eventual ascension. Amen and amen. He says, hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and had nothing in me. That the hour of the enemy is coming. When the prince of this world shall crucify the Lord of glory. The Bible says, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Listen, there is absolutely no way the devil can thwart God's plan and purpose for your life. That's what the Bible says. All things work together for good to them that are loved by God and are the called according to his purpose. That is why the believer must always rejoice. The Bible says rejoice again as they rejoice. It does not matter. Come hell or high water. All things have worked together for your good. In the Amplified, says, God is behind the scene, orchestrating all things according to his will for your life. Amen and amen. You cannot be disadvantaged. Hallelujah. You cannot. Absolutely not. That is why you see, as a believer, you should not fret about anything. All you have to do is stay in God's love, abide in God's love, yield your soul to his spirit, walk in his love. Hallelujah. Walk in the word. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. You don't need to run helter-skelter, go here, go there, go and get this trinket, go and get this green oil, blue oil, yellow oil, purple oil, all these things to, for protection, for this, for that, for this, for that. Sprinkle this in your house. All those things are bogus. Hallelujah. Simply abide in his love. The Lord keeps you. The Lord preserves you. Hallelujah. Every work of darkness against your life will be turned around for your good. Amen and amen. That is the word of God to us. Then he says, but the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. This is a great blessing that we have received in Christ. That through Christ we've come to God as Father. We've come to know him as Father. Jesus says, and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God in Jesus whom you have sent. That is eternal, to know God. That is fellowship. And I love something Jesus said in verse 13 and verse 14. He says, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ty! <laughs> whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do. That means that when we pray, we are backed by the power of the Christ. Christ himself places a stamp of approval in our prayer. When we are speaking in the name of Jesus, when we say rise up and walk in the name of Jesus, when we say sickness, go in the name of Jesus, when we say come out in the name of Jesus, Jesus himself goes to work. That means all things respond to us as they would respond to Christ Jesus. Listen, the power that is backing you in the faith is no mere, is no mere power. It is the power of Christ himself. Hallelujah. Shadabakasaya. Dongras mandes mendes parogodahatas. 
lift up your voice and begin to give praise to God. Thank God for this great blessing of your coming in Christ.